awesome metal because it is Hellcast. I am Reaper. J-Dog. And today we are going to be talking about the worship genre. How cool it is and how redundant it is getting. We're going to talk about the process of releasing a vinyl record. How does What goes into it? How long does it take? All that fun stuff that you maybe never knew. And... We might get some updates about the male lady. We might get do some things that just roll on because it is live and we're going to be chiming in with the fans. So welcome. I kind of want to roll out some exciting news in that I have launched now Reaper Metal Productions and have now a uh, release to go with that. And it's been really cool because... As you may know, I also do Heavy Metal Relics, produce that show, work at Hell's, do all this stuff. So it'd be a nice way to kind of umbrella things and also to have some cool releases that can go with it and not have to do all the grunt work and have it available here at Hell's Headbangers. As you've heard me talking about before, Cyst, the Frozen Casket, Digipack CDs, which I'm finally just looking at for the first time here uh, are available now and that link is in the description and since it is a first release and it is because of the Hellcast platform and uh, the various platforms uh, going to give you a discount which uh, all you have to do is type Hellcast into uh, the discount code field at, at Hell's Head Bangers when you're checking out that'll save you 20% on that CD and kind of save you some money and make it a little bit cheaper for you and so many cool things like that will be rolling out and uh, definitely excited about that especially because I've been telling you to go to hellcast.net and sign up to our mailing list and always say because we're going to have a giveaway well we're going to have a pretty big giveaway to be announcing here soon because both Heavy Metal Relics and Hellcast uh, we had a really cool opportunity to uh, have somebody in a very popular band that isn't uh, unknowledgeable about metal as I've kind of said about very popular bands so that's really cool and so we have like a giveaway around that and that's just the teaser about it more about that soon as that rolls out and gets closer so definitely though that means go to hellcast.net and sign up for our mailing list because that automatically enters you into any giveaway that we do or anything cool or it sends you a reminder about cyst and cool things like demonicle and whatever the hell episodes all that good stuff so hellcast.net As I've been promoting Cyst, someone was like, man, you are right. This does sound like uh, death, uh, spiritual healing, total worship. And it's like, I didn't really stick them in the worship genre, but there definitely is a really big thing going of worship where namely it's kind of like I I first noticed it with uh, Hellhammer slash Celtic Frost sound that, you know, that that fucking Tom G. Warrior guitar like tone, like Apocalypse Raids band. Yeah, yeah, totally with that. And now it, it is, I don't think that worship is a legitimate style of metal yet, but it's going to get to the point, or, or really that's the, I might even kind of open that out. Like, do you think it's even getting to a point, if you even agree that there's a lot of worship bands, maybe you're not even familiar with that fact, that we need to now kind of, because we need another style of metal, genre of metal, not to be fucking, you know, confusing again, but of worship metal. Like, first and foremost, do you think it's getting to that point that maybe there will be a day that we'll have that? No, because it's always been like that. As far as back as you can go, like uh, one of some of my favorites is um, uh, as early back as like a pure ripoff worship is General Surgery Necrology, which oh, is yeah, one yeah. of my all all time favorite gore grind records ever. That's dude, that's 100 percent carcass worship. And they, that's the only reason they started that band. 
Um, that's that's 1990 or 91, that EP? 90 or 91. Uh, so it goes back, and that's almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So it's been going on as long as that. Totally. And um, uh, bands, uh, a band like Carcass has been kind of worshipped uh, a lot by a lot of bands. And no one like, like Hemorrhage sounds a lot like them, especially some of their earlier records. Um, it's got a lot of parts that sound like them. A band that's direct, even more of a ripoff of... Uh, Carcass than uh, General Surgery is they came out in the early 2000s is the county medical examiners. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're actual doctors, and they play it. I mean, they literally take riffs and recycle them almost. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, I, I liked it. It was good. Um, but that's, I'll be 100% sounds like Carcass, and that's that, that's what they call themselves Carcass Worship. I don't think that you call it worship metal, just you just identify the band you're worshiping, and that's it. That way you don't try to be original, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually kind of like it because... A lot of bands, like, for example, Take Carcass is, I actually like every album by them, which some people might be surprised by that, but I recognize they're totally different. You oh. like Swan Song? Yeah, I do, but I don't I don't think it's Carcass. I just think it's a different band. <laughs> if I um, liked Carcass, that would be my favorite album. Yeah, I'm already saying <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to really up that. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> no, so it's nice. So they only had, like, basically there's there's Recaputrefaction and, and uh, Symphonies of Sickness, which are their gore grind albums. And after that, they didn't do anything. And they went to Necroticism, which was more like death metal. Um... So to keep that flame going, like, let's just say no other bands did that. It's kind of cool to hear that sound going since they weren't going to continue it no more. So what's wrong with that? And like, you know, under new uh, worship band even said it on stage that he does that they don't deny it that I really like. And it's because that sound isn't really carried out that because they changed dramatically is gruesome. Matt Harvey of Gruesome from from Exhumed. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing the band Gruesome and it's totally fucking sounds like death. But like and the, the the like. It progresses like death, too, as far as its worship, doesn't it? Well, they're, they're, they're doing the their third full, like, I think. He told me in person at Maryland that the next album, which there's t- a relapse is taking pre-orders for now, so I haven't heard it. Um, he said it's going to be more in the spiritual healing album. So in that case. That's that yeah, latest, the latest one. That, yeah, well, it hasn't come out yet. I thought no. it's coming out. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. It's been announced. No, it's not yeah. out. Pre- re- I, oh, I that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah re- relapse is taking pre-orders now. I haven't heard it, So, but obviously they do have the... Yeah, they both sound, honestly, the first two kind of sound more towards leprosy, but yeah, with Scream Bloody Gore in there, they're, they're almost like in the mid-tier, I would say more leprosy worship, but also, yeah, Scream Bloody Gore in there for sure, So, yeah. but he said this third one's going to be more like uh, spiritual healing, so we'll see. Uh, in that case, I guess he's going in sequence, but like I said, it didn't really start off like, like the demos, then Scream Bloody Gore, then leprosy, so I don't think... In general, I think he's just early death. And like I said, that's cool because especially the lyrical content is very much of like leprosy and scream bloody gore that, he, that, that that's based on. So the whole yeah. the whole artwork and the image and which is cool because after um, leprosy even and uh, spiritual healing at the very latest, I mean, they totally changed death. So for another oh, band, oh, another oh, band yeah. who was just a huge fan of it, you know, as Matt was a fan of that stuff since you know, like late 80s. To, um, what's wrong with that? A fan carrying on the carrying on that sound. You know, since, you know, the band themselves, I mean, obviously Chuck died quite a while ago, but even when he was alive, you know, sounds of perseverance and shit doesn't sound like the first couple albums. So, you know, what's wrong with them trying to carry that sound out? I don't see anything wrong with it. Bathory's another one. Like, oh, my God, another band that's like, man, we just felt compelled to sound like Bathory. It's like, really? Like, did we really need that? So I do feel that. I mean, first and foremost, of course it has to identify with bands that you're even going to recognize the sound of to even get the worship. Unless you wanted to hide it, I guess. I mean, I guess you could worship whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I, I actually, now that we're talking about it, I never really thought about it. I actually like to see a lot more of it, but I'd like to see 
of bands that you wouldn't expect, maybe not not expect, but just haven't been done. For example, yeah, doing yeah. doing Bathory again, it's like, yay, great. You know what I mean? How about which there are bands that that are reminiscent for sure, but a full blown sounds like it. I mean, how about let's get another band that rips, you know, totally worship of Repulsion Horrified or the first Rigor Mortis. Yeah, yeah. Why not yeah. have that? Uh, I think that's awesome. If you're like, this sounds just like, because they only had like, you know, Repulsion had one album, Rigor Mortis had, you know, the basically the, you know, not much. This, you know, they didn't have much. No, no, it was so, so short lived and it was great. Saying. And Repulsion, yeah, like you said. So, and, um, well, like I said, though, if I was going to start a worship band, I'm going to do a Rigor Mortis one because uh, people said my vocals sound like them and I love them. And, that was a funny coincidence, but, but you'd have like, to do the solos, like the yeah, same yeah. sound, you know, uh, yeah, and that would be, well, and I, so I think it hasn't been done and not to boast myself as high and mighty to say that I even humor the fact, but like, cause it's fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like the, Mike Scotcha, he didn't suck. And he was a, a really just different sounding player, but my, my worship bands don't fucking steal my idea would be Alger Mortis. Granted, there's a black metal band, but <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll, Elgar Mortis will rise with the, the worship and we'll be today we're doing the rigor mortis self-titled next we're gonna follow it up with sound like freaks and then we'll stop there because I don't know if anyone wants versus the earth but <laughs> have you ever even heard that rigor mortis album by the way rigor mortis versus the earth the third album no I just heard it sucked <laughs> but you like the fourth album slave to the grave if you oh that's you consider that a fourth album what else do I consider? Well, because Freaks is like an EP. Oh, well, fourth release then. I do like Slaves of the Grave, yeah. The only thing, my only complaint on Slaves of the Grave is that last track was a little drawn out. Other than that, that was great, Al. Do you think there's an overabundance of King Diamond, Merciful Fate? Well, more so King Diamond, because no one really kind of just like, we're total Merciful Fate worship. It's always just kind of like King Wister. Diamond worship. Although I did hear a Japanese band that said, we sound like Merciful Fate, and they were one of the first... One of the only bands actually saying that they sound like Merciful Fate that did, uh, without love, the vocal style. I would love though. to see uh, a Merciful Fate worship band that sounds just like King Diamond's vocals. That's the main thing they're got to match. Yes, and I agree. Is there enough band? I think I got the question. Do I think there's too many bands? No, I don't think there's. I, I think there's one and one and only Attic. Who else sounds like them? Maybe somebody else. I can't think of anybody. Uh them, as James said. Oh, them. Yeah. They. Oh, they did. But my problem with them was I thought that album was pretty good, but it has some tracks. Where I'm like, what the hell is this? From my remember, yes, I remember. I was like, hearing like a, some. What this the like hell is this? Like, this, is, they, this is like a Marilyn Manson cover tune. Like, what is this? Oh, like, ouch! I don't remember that. There's a few parts. <laughs> where I'm like, what, no, yeah, there was like, what? What the fuck is on this? But all in all, I thought it was a pretty good album. And yeah, it was. It was King Diamond. Okay, so you know, let's just let's say them as well. Let's get, I'll give it to them too. Portrait from Sweden. I didn't think they sounded like King Diamond. James, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I know, especially not vocally. I didn't get that. Vibe. I don't remember them. I remember being very underwhelmed. What I remember, I listened to the first album. I'm like, eh, and I never listened to it again. So I never. Maybe have a second album that's just like, what are you talking about? This poser hasn't even heard it, and and, and I haven't. So, Meredith says no more. No one deserves any uh, that torture of any more King Diamond. <laughs> so okay. maybe you like might like Portrait though, because if they don't, I don't remember them. But I, I don't, the only band in my I mind that really that. sounded like King Diamond that I was like, holy shit, they hit this on the head was Attic. Yeah, especially the vocals because the music. You'll even get like, um, like for example, we're talking about Vault Wrath and shit like that. They'll take some you know parts, you know, like the guitar parts, not really the guitars. Um, let's face it, the really part that was really unique about that band was the vocals. Uh, yeah. Because nobody else sounded like that. And they like take all the bands in the 80s shit. Nobody else sounded like that whatsoever. You had people that were good guitar players, good solos. So, you know, so 
the, the Don't Be Wrong, the music was great, but it wasn't, if you think about it, it wasn't overly different or special. I mean, it just wasn't. No, I, I a lot of this. It's the vocals. I agree. So let's let's try to capture that. I agree. I mean, I guess so, but who else other than Attic? I mean, that's and like I said, them was, but then there was parts like what, what the fuck is this? But so but but beginning to end, those first two Attic albums for sure. Wow, Dead Congregation, uh, Incantation Worship. Fuck, I don't know if I even remember them uh, enough it, to it, even it, know. It is. I thought it was a little bit too oh, much. Oh, Dead Congregation. I'm thinking of Dead Conspiracy. No, oh, yeah. Dead Congregation, yes. yeah. I yeah, Dead Congregation, I remember that. Like I was, I, that was another band I was very underwhelmed by, Dead Congregation. They're good. It's death metal, It's but it's like, you know. Uh, I do know. Yeah. Uh, Dra- uh, Dracula, uh, James mentioned, I, I just heard them recently um, chase forward it to me. Dracula? Yeah. I, I, I think he, uh, maybe Hells is going to work with them or something. I, What's I, it I sound thought, like? Merciful Fate. Oh, does it? Yeah. So Meredith won't but be picking it But does it sound up. like Merciful Fate, or does he say he sounds like Merciful Fate? No, well, shit. I forgot if I played it or not. I don't remember it, you know. Uh, but uh, but we'll just. Well, James said it did, so we'll we'll just stick with that and, and that fact. So, but I mean, I mean, there's. Re- I don't know really much more to say about the worship stuff. I, I think either you, yeah, you kind of because a lot of them that way too. Like the worship, it's got to be. Blatantly obvious, have all the components, kind of like you said, too. Blatantly obvious, let's, let's just do somebody different. And let's do somebody different. But, like I said, you know, it, it would have to be somebody you know. And, and wouldn't that be sad, though, since you brought up Marilyn Manson, <laughs> that mm-hmm. how people, you know, we've always bicker, gripe about how, you know, new metal and so on and so forth is in our metal world that we don't want it to be there. So because of that misunderstanding that there's going to be a group of individuals probably as soon as five years from now, they're going to be like, fuck yeah, worship metal, dude. We sound just like Marilyn Manson, just bringing it back. You know, Cyclone Empire's putting it out. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be a sad state of affairs? <laughs> There's got to be somebody for as, as popular as that guy is that that already did that. Maybe not calling it worship, but that that sounds just like him. Gizm worship. Yeah, I don't think anyone's done something like that. That would be like kind I of. I never an, really got into Gizm. I didn't get into them, so I don't yeah. really know. I mean, I, I I've heard them, and it was just like, yeah, you know, it wasn't my thing. So I don't really know if there is or isn't. I never followed them. That's a better way of saying it. I guess I'm with you on that because yeah, I, I, I it didn't really. I guess Syphilitic Vaginas, the band, would be at least alluding to. Yeah, it's funny. Them. I remember Syphilitic Vaginas, which I think I think Syphilitic Vaginas is pretty good. Uh, I like. I mean, I got a you know their LPs or whatever, and uh, I remember when they first came out for whatever reason. Uh, when we'd get their stuff, there was a lot of hype on them. Like it was oh, totally. flying out the fucking door. Then that, that died off like it usually does. Well, uh, I've kind of looked back on them too. And, uh, you know, the heavy metal superstars. If that's, you one of, that's one of the LPs I have. I have that and I have something else. Dude, if, if you've never heard of heavy metal superstars, this is a label in Japan and they make uh, records. It, it's made by hand. And then they also will do it. They're so elaborate. But then sometimes I think all the time. I don't know because does I haven't he still opened do, them Does he still do records? I think so, and oh, I think wow. he's done syphilitic vaginas. He did none um, slaughter syphilitic vaginas. That's all I know. That's oh, how he did, I know. He did, he he did metal loose for heavy metal fruit basket. Yeah, <laughs> did that too. Those are the only ones. Oh, he did a sabbat. I don't this, he did the heavy metal fruit like so. Yeah. It'd be shit like that. So yeah. like the one none slaughter one. Yeah, it's like I'm assuming the guy's it. daughter. Like it's just a picture of a Japanese girl on it, and then she hand wrote to everybody, "Hey, Justin, you're cool." Oh, you remember sh- that? While being in the band, I got. Uh, there's lipstick on one. It's oh, I don't think I got lipstick on mine. Has, but then it has lipstick. But everybody on was cool. Like, everybody's thanks, name was on there. And I'm like, it's kind of creepy. You have your 16 year old daughter writing people's names and comments. But well, I don't want to 
piss off the PC world for whatever they can manipulate this statement with, but she is Japanese, so she might be 30 and just look 12, because <laughs> that, that is going on over there. It is. my perception, but... Uh, uh, Raid, I don't think they do have a website, and that's kind of the thing. Like, So what I was going to say is so that Metal, so, uh, Heavy Metal Superstars, they yeah, they, they make them by hand, and they're, they're fucking cool, man. But they're some of them are too so cool. elaborate. That, so, you can't even listen to them. Yeah, like, and even you're the like, one, you're going to damage it. Yeah, well, the one even says, open now, regret later. And I did open it, and I was regretting it because I was like, fuck, I don't know how this goes yeah, back yeah. together. And then when I got to the core of it, because it was a recording that I recorded, so like you know, put all this time and effort into it. By the time I got into it, it had a sticker on it, and it said oh, to put over the hole of the vinyl, and it said, "I'm a virgin." It's yeah, like, come on, god damn it! I just <laughs> what you need to do if you're a collector, but you want to listen to stuff. What you need to do is you need to buy two copies. One just but a you store. can't. They're a hundred bucks. Well, I mean, if someone's got the big wallet, he can. Right, but there might just but, only be big so, dicks. Well, but the, the, the big wall, the big wallet is watching. What are they talking about? The big wallet is watching. You got to buy two because one you can't open; it's just for your collection. The other one just plan on destroying it just to listen to it. Right? How many big walleters are in the crowd? Do you know what the hell we're talking about? That's fucking funny. Last too. episode, I know. Rewind back. Listen, to the last one, you'll know. It's you kept it in there, right? Hell yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Like that was one of the best. The, the like, I'm, I want that. Pair, I, that I'm telling you, like, if we had like caricature shirts for Hellcast, like there'd be me with. Get your line. I don't know your own lines. Uh, yeah, I think someone said I should do. Uh, it's been a while, but it's like that's not really my line. It's yours. I, I just stole. Tell you mine. It's that set. fucking shitty ass band. It's a shitty band. Whoo. Yeah. Who who sings that again? Stained. Oh, yeah. It's forever stained the Hellcast listeners' yeah. ears. Speaking of that, so coming down to this warehouse compound, that fucking neighbor's got to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy listens you would think to the there's worst you fucking think the, music, You dude. would think there's 12-year-olds over there working. And the thing is, that's killer. You know what uh, Cam the Man just pointed out to me yesterday? I never really thought about it. I, got, I don't know why I needed to point it out. Is you just assume that it's like, oh, well, they just got the radio going on. It's not even the radio. No, it's his collection. Lex, his like, he owns this shit? Yes. Like, I just figured he's turning on the radio, break the silence. I'm like, ah, get on the bed for now. He could just stomach some bad, bad music. No, he owns it. And it's like, it's like gay bar dance music. I, 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 I think that's insult. No, I, I don't want to insult gay people. Hey, what I, I, what it, I it's, heard, it's bad. What I heard it's is like one of, the, one, of, one, of, one of the things he had the entire box set going on a Saturday of the George Michael's Christmas album. Yikes. If that's to say it all right there. I don't even know what George Michael sounds like, let alone the Christmas album. I didn't either. No, I, wasn't did the, I wasn't the one that heard it. I heard it from a reliable source, and it I was, thought it was fucking hilarious. There was something, but there was like some shitty-ass new metal. So, so the Hell's Warehouse, it has... I mean, what is it? It's just a piece of drywall that separates it? Pretty, pretty so much. So the guy might as well be in the room. And it, if he's he's listening, I guess George Michael Christmas album, Pearl Jam, Tool. and then there was Tool, Tool. Oh, Smashing oh. Pumpkins. Oh, ouch! Um, but I would take that over all. So of those. Like, Smashing Pumpkins never bothered me. Never my never my cup of tea. Uh, not me, but the reason you understand know, what people I think get confused is where I bring up these bands like Tool and shit. I think the reason I think there's a little bit of confusion like, well, why ain't you a lot of like this or why aren't you? You're a lot of like whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. The reason I hate these bands like Smashing Pumpkins, I don't hate them. I just don't like it. It's not my kind of music. The reason I hate like Tool, Manson, uh, Corn, Slipknot is because in high school I got lumped in with all that. 
Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'd be wearing death metal shirts, and people like they'd come up to me like we're on the same page. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking you don't you don't even know what this is, dude. I'm wearing an Exum Gore metal shirt. We gotta somehow do something with this, like and record it and fuck with them. Or the DHL driver guy that you just don't like talking to that asks you the same questions every day. Like, dude, do you not get the gra- doesn't ask me the company same- that sells on the internet? Don't, what don't you get about that? Doesn't ask that? me the same questions. Oh, he just ask me <laughs> questions every day and. I don't even know this guy's first name. It's like, why are you asking me anything? Pick up and get the fuck out. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, but he has asked you, like, so what do you guys do? Like, I pick up a lot of mail here. Like, do you sell it on the internet? It's just like, well, you're picking up packages we're mailing no, out I, and the people I, I aren't here. He, I don't know if he asked me that. He just, <laughs> well, uh, he asked me that and I was dumbfounded at, like, what the fuck else do you think we're doing? Like, we're just shipping them out. <laughs> like, I don't get it. So... I, I, but I've been trying to figure out a way to fuck with them and then get because we lost Hell's Bells. If you've been in a Hellcast, this listener, guy's the next best thing, though. He's, in he's not that dense, he's, though. No, he's, he's a nice guy. Like, right. He's, it's just, he just, I just, my personality's different. My whole thing is I don't ask people a bunch of personal shit, especially on a fucking daily basis when I don't even know their name. He knows my name because somebody told him it. He I didn't tell him it, but he doesn't remember you, and he's met you more times. And I don't even know this. I've never asked this guy's name in my entire life, and he's asking me all this shit. It's like, dude, you're just the mail guy. Pick the shit up and get the fuck out of here. Does he ask Plus, you? Like, this guy. Okay, so you don't, the the folks don't know this story. This guy never never even heard. Forget liking. Never even heard of. Never heard of him. Blank stare. Admit it to my face. Never heard of them. The Misfits. Never heard of them. Right there, right out the gate, we got nothing to talk about. The, we got nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Oh, and that's the second straw that broke the camel's back. That was the first. Don't even talk to me, man. Just grab my shit get down my warehouse as soon as I heard that. Second was, it's like, definitely grab your shit and get out of my warehouse. <laughs> well, what do you listen to then? Well, I listen to Rover, Rover's Morning Glory. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that's like, a local you, talk you, show. You gotta go, dude. We got nothing in common. There's nothing to talk about. Grab your bags, smoke your smokes, and get the fuck out of here. So what does he ask you regularly? Like, then, other than, that, like, he'll ask you, like... He asked about the records, new, new, this, this new release, how much does this sell for? I don't know, dude. What does it matter? You're not picking it you up anyways. You're not this, you're not buying Demonical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. How long do you think it would, like, I did that to Hell's Bells. That's how that got going. I'm like, oh, this guy's gold to fuck with, so maybe I should give it to him. Yeah, but Hell's Bells, I, the, the thing I got up, I, I don't know, I'd be willing to bet anything. Hey, Bells just joined. No, but I'm sure uh, Hell's Bells, I think he's at least heard of the Misfits. I don't know what he heard of. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know where that guy was, but I know he's fired and he's a thing of the past. And damn, that was a good thing while it lasted. I should have got more recordings. Honestly, you could probably get more juice out of this other clown if you fucking. Well, play I want it right, to because this guy's a fucking. No, I do have a feeling though. If we juiced it, he might actually listen to the show though. But what the mm. fuck are you featuring me and ripping on me? <laughs> hey, dude, he doesn't have time with the Rover show. He's listening to that the crap. The Rover show. He's... Well, he should. But I, I mean, I don't know if I would. I mean, I guess I'd have to face him and explain. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things. He's, he's, not a, he's just a normal guy. I w- I'm not really ripping on him. I just, uh, I don't know. I just, he's one of those guys. I, it's just a different personality, like I said, because he's one of those guys. Like, I don't like, he, how do you explain it? He's one of those guys that no matter what room he goes into, he's going to try to fit in. Me, I just, I know where I stand in life. I know what I'm into and I know what I'm not. And when I'm not into something, like, for example, if I go to something and so it's all rap and Tupac and stuff, I know where I stand. I'm like, all right, that's not my thing. I'm not welcome here. That's fine. If I had a job where I had to pick something up, hi, and see you later. That would be it. I, I We got nothing to talk about. I recognize that. Some people, it's like they just want to be like 
buddies with everybody. It's like, yeah. it's not that we can't be friendly. It's just, dude, we have nothing to talk about. Well, speaking of buddies, a lot of people have been asking me through uh, just a while of since we haven't given them. We kind of uh, started off saying we're going to talk about the, our mm-hmm. beloved male lady mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of dropped the ball on that. Mm-hmm. How's she been doing lately? Doesn't come here anymore. She's canned. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know. She hasn't been here in about a month. Damn. She was uh, told to be on leave until she got medically cleared. This is actually what they told me. So, so we're not assholes. If you remember the male lady stories from not too long ago, we're not we're not assholes. Yeah. So she until she got medically cleared, and then anyways, uh, suppose she got medically cleared, but just never came back. Oh wow. And then they sent two letters to her house. This is all coming from boss told me. Um, they sent two letters to her house, and she never responded to them. And I'm like, well, so that's basically like a no call, no show. I was like, so she just canned? No, no, she has two years. Jesus Christ, how hard is it to get fired from the yeah, post office? Saying, dude, this is that more of that pussification, like I said. Holy PC, fuck. Dude, that's why I don't like censorship. I don't like nothing, man. I say what I say. I talk how I talk because you got all this pussy nonsense like this shit going on. And the result of it, you do. You really do. Like <laughs> two years to lose a job. Dude, you fucking. Uh, that's insane. Yeah. Like she doesn't show up. Why show do you have up? two years? Two years, like that's that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the wimpification that allows. That's just one example to allow but us I like mean, that. Everyone here that has ever ordered anything o- online, like I'm kind of concerned hearing that. So what does that mean? Well, I'm starting to get the now. now your packages are fine from hell's, <laughs> but not when they leave here because it's in the possession of the USPS. So what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean these idiots could be? Stealing mail, and then, well, we we sent him a letter, and um, you know, cops didn't do anything about it, and the customer he didn't follow up. So what the hell? So yeah, you know, shit happens. He back out there stealing more mail, I think. And like, what are we gonna do? Where the fuck does like? How do you? Yeah, like, just like like no, like that. That's no good, and. so whenever you get, I don't know if you've had this, but I see a lot of fucking mail and I've seen a lot of these bad, like you'll get a bag and it'll be a letter of USPS logo and it says, we care. And it's like, come on, dude, like right out the gate, you're lying your ass off. You don't give a fuck because if you gave a fuck, you wouldn't be sending me a letter that says, we care. You'd be sending me a check that says, fill it in, <laughs> you know, with your value because we're a multi-billion dollar corporation that can afford so. And it's just bullshit though. I mean, I'm not I wouldn't really expect that to actually happen that part, but it, it should it really that's that's concerning, you know? That that really is. Uh, and then and then that guy and then the back to the the guy that sits there and chats your ear off. It's just like, fuck, this is what like he's on the clock. It's like this is what we're paying this guy to do. Ask stupid questions. He That's why the mail he's not going like, up, He claims you know? he's an individual truck uh, rent. Like he claims he's in, I don't even know what that's called. He's not on the clock, basically, is what he's saying. And what I what I want to do is I just want to slap him and say, what the fuck are you wasting two hours just sitting here for then? <laughs> like that, that's no eye of the tiger. Right, Shit, you yeah. should be out there trying to make more money, dude. Shit, I try to make every day a motherfucking prosperous day. <laughs> right. This guy's just sitting here on his ass asking me dumb questions about bands he hasn't even never even heard of. Right. Well, I, I agree with uh, Brendan. I don't like Pantera, but we have to quote them. Are there no standards anymore? I don't, I, I think. I don't know that quote by him. Uh, it's in a song. What song is what that? What song is that? Let's see if I can wow the audience with some Pantera knowledge. Oh, uh. Walk. I think so. Am I right, Brendan? 
walk. Uh, not a Pantera fan either, but I'll say this. Pantera sends home on a stretcher all that garbage they listen to next door. Yes, yes. Definitely beats all so, that. So, so that guy needs to definitely be cornered and just somehow fucked with uh, uh, because it, it's just it's unacceptable music to be for a grown well, next door. I didn't, yeah, because I look. There's certain bands that I absolutely despise, and let's—I'm not going to say that I didn't realize they didn't have an album, but in in a weird way, I didn't realize they had an album. If you can make a sense of that, so like Limp Bizkit comes to mind. Like, who's ever heard more than two songs? Well, I have <laughs> because of this fucking guy. I'm like, what? This yeah, is I guess a if you think about it, I guess what would I don't even know. Like, if they had, like I'm sure they have an album, probably multiple. <laughs> I, I can't think of what a single album's called. Like, what's the name of an album? <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. Shit, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> no, even know. No. I don't even know the name of a corn album. Oh, I do. Tool. I don't know any kind of Tool albums. Uh, shitty. Uh, not like, for <laughs> example, uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. I know some of the his. I know oh. some album names by him. I'd, uh, yeah. But the, yeah, the corn. I don't. I couldn't name you one. Tool. I couldn't name you one. <laughs> I certainly couldn't name you a stained album. Oh, 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 oh. All right, we're I, I know the guy. That, an audience I know the guy here. that could though. Yeah, yeah, him. We'll get him on. <laughs> Dude, that, that would be hilarious. Get one of them on. Dude, we run a metal podcast, and we just hear the metal through the wall every day. No, he Dude, wouldn't say that. When I heard you jamming the fuck out of some uh, stained... Man. We just knew it was destined to be. Would you please come I on? I see him coming on. He'd be like, like, yeah, well, you know, Stain's good. It's not quite as heavy as Limp Biscuit. You know, Tool's pretty sick, too. You know, because how they blaspheme yeah, that term. Oh, yeah, yeah. Desecrate that S-I-C, term. though. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? S-I-C? Oh, just, yes. I just want to slap them even harder now. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh and that's God. why we want to have him. That's why he'll be like sick, and you're and like, like, yeah, SIC, right? And then bro? you'll just be like, boosh. And it'll be like that. Uh, you'll just he'll just see him fly through the wall. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like, no, no, it's not. It should be like SIC. The other one he says, yeah, so, you know, so tool that, you know, they're really sick. SIC, right, bro? Fist bump. <laughs> Right? Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. You know, hit it there, brah. Raid That's said, let, that Raid, perfect idea. Let's get him on here, and let's get a top 10. And then we could be like, <laughs> hey, dude, you're so metal. Let's hear the top 10, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the hand's so metal. I think you broke mine. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But, like, then, and the, but we'll up it. We'll, we'll, like, put metal inflections that he'll never get. But, like, hit that iron fist. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, Blake's like, there. I'm like, what do you mean? It's supposed to be hit the rock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Are you supposed to you go, know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like Kid Rock? Oh! Because you know, you know he's listening oh. to that. No, actually, I, I think am he not. Is. Yes. I, I want to say I have, actually. I want to uh, say yes. I have. Now, I am aware that he has an album. No, but I think I've heard them listening to that. Oof, oof. Yeah, I think oof, so. That is a. Whoosh. It's like this tattoo just right here. That's another guy that I would just like to drag him out to the parking lot and beat the hell out of him. I just hate looking at him. You with <laughs> oh, me on that? Kid Rock? K- yeah. I don't know. Kid what he looks terrible. Like. He, he, he has long hair, but has no business having long hair. Oh. One of those guys. Well, baggy drawers, the, all that. Mm, well, ball with a ball. Yeah. No, well, that, that this is, yeah, this is back then. I seen him when. I didn't see him, but pictures. Oh, so then, I don't yeah. know what he looks like. He might be an old man now. I don't know. Ah. But I'm just saying, I just, I just remember always then, like when I was 17, 18, and I first, I don't even remember, maybe it was at the fucking bowling alley or something. <laughs> <laughs> something, you know, outside of, like, I don't know how <laughs> I heard. the scary place to no, go. No, I know, but it's like, oh, <laughs> dude, yeah, you want to go, we want to go oh, spray, go there on a Friday night, Is it midnight. just like Northeastern Ohio? 
is does extreme bowling exist everywhere? No, it don't. That I don't think so. Extreme bowling, they turn off the lights. Because that's super extreme, dude. They put like what neon they put up like black lights on it and then like maybe they'll illuminate a pin with and maybe then, a play, red then one. they play the heavy stuff and then, guys. Yeah, and, then the, and then like then then they rock and then they got metallica yeah yeah and, and then, i don't mean kill them all either and to, dude because i can totally see either either this is just me having my finger on the pulse of douchebags or this i've actually endured this probably both where it's like, you know, it, it like say it starts at 10 o'clock. I'd be like, okay, bowlers, it's 9.59. Do you know where your children are? Because in one minute, <laughs> they don't tell the extreme like bowling is coming up. Oh, here it is, the top of the hour, and here we go. And then you hear, like, the rise. Yeah, it'll be something like that to tell you. My name is Kid Pawwoodabob. And then everyone comes out and then everyone starts throwing their bowls. And then immediately Reaper goes up there. Gutter. (laughs) I was bowling a 300 all night, but Pawwoodabob. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Totally what happened to you. No, but someone around there, like I was saying, it wasn't there. But then someone around that time frame, that's why I saw a picture of that guy. Because I never knew. Because when I heard the name Kid Rock, I thought it was a kid. I I didn't know it was a grown man. So so I saw, I was like, I just want to beat the hell out of this guy looking at it. He's one of those people. I just want to beat the hell out of him for no reason. I wanted to beat the hell out of our our, our cousin. Which one? Because when that bullshit came out. Which one? The one that was a necrophil. Yikes. (laughs) No, because when we were kids, man, I just gave necrophil the bad name. He doesn't represent the band. He doesn't represent now. He likes better music now. But he, um, when Kid Rock came out. You liked him? He had the audacity to say... You don't like Kid Rock? Like, really? Because I really liked uh, I I liked the early Prong albums a lot. I was like, man, you like, you're listening to what? You should listen to fucking Primitive Origins, Force Fed, maybe Beg to Differ. So you, like, well, Kid Rock's heavier than Prong. And it's like, we're not related. Like, oh, just, I, just I leave. Can, like, I thought he liked more like like garage rock and like punk and stuff. Well, I mean, this I was gave, 20 power no, many years that, ago. No, he was but, playing that Plain Dealers or whatever. Like, I give him more credit than fucking Kid Rock. Well, Shit. I, 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 I know like he said, bad, this, was, this was 20 some years saying, ago. I knew he liked bad music, but I gave him more credit than that. Uh, 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 guess uh, I was wrong. Uh, uh, 20 some years ago, he was he was pulling some theories. I wasn't listening to that 30 years ago. <laughs> well, well, no one was. And, and You know what I mean. I, well, I was just saying. Well, Meredith, if North if North Carolina prides themselves in bowling, do they dismiss uh, extreme bowling? And if they have extreme bowling, do they play? Or if such you don't know what that, or if you don't know what that is, if you go there on a Friday or Saturday night, is it guaranteed you have two crowds of people, total fucking d bags? You just want to go spraying on and buck tooth hillbillies? Does that sound about right? That's who's there. Every time I go, every time I've been there. What do you expect of the demographic of a bowling alley, though? Somebody, you know, some cool guys like us, you know, different mix. Yeah, 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 because there is that. Because, because everybody, everybody likes, I do like everybody going. Like, everybody likes to throw some balls every once in a while. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it's one of those I'm actually state. a pretty good bowler, in fact. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is it's across the board. Let's just say this. Would you say it's safe to say that everybody who's 20 or older has at least bowled once in their life? I've seen some people that are some pretty despicable bowlers. No, I know. And when okay, they're confronted, okay, they're like, would you I've never bowled. But I'm saying, would you like, agree what? with that? Yeah, but what I'm saying, you would say, say for example, better what I was question. about to say is, would you say I don't know. I would give you up. say it's safe to say <laughs> that if you're 20 or older, you've been to McDonald's at least once in your life? I would think. Right. So wouldn't you say bowling's a pretty comparable demographic? Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> he might be watching. I would say that. <laughs> I've seen some pretty. I would say it's not very hard to case a CD. 
but people yeah. have proven otherwise. I'll just say that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Have you, as metal fans, do you are are you? Is it just us, like working at a record label that you get CDs that need to be put into the jewel cases? You just kind that, of figured it now out. Now that your made own? it like really easy for us, and that we fail to see that maybe someone that doesn't do that all the time. Do you think it's hard to case a CD? Even if you've never done it, like go look at a CD right now can and tell me if you can figure out how to take that apart, take the booklet, the, the trade card out, the C, like, and assemble the fucking thing if you got it by itself. I thought it was common sense. Because I thought it was pure common sense, but we've, it, we've, we've we learned otherwise. It, 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 like multiple people, multiple, yeah. like yeah. not like fucked up once. Oh, no, like. This is how you do it. Uh, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you doing? You're still fucking it up. Like, how do you? And then, and like, yeah. dude, you got to fix this. Dude. 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 Ten times. Like, dude. Yeah. Like, rocket science is not in your future. Yeah. That hard. Is it that hard? Yeah. Please tell me. So. I didn't think so. Well, what do you think about Demonicle's new album, Chaos Manifesto? Might be. I'm sure there's something else, and that's not thinking. It might be the, uh, the my favorite record I listened to all year so far. Really? Wow. Well, that we're good. in April, so four months. So it's not like that's hey, like four months. Yeah. You know, so uh, I liked it a lot. I actually uh, better than Cyst. So um, I did like it more than Cyst. Um, I liked uh, the fun. You know, so a story about the monocle is it's uh, Martin from Setnex, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yes, yes. Which yeah, I, well, yeah, which, oh, yeah, totally. So, at any rate, uh, which, because I don't, I say that because I don't know Martin. In fact, I want to see I, who's I, a story I, band. I, I don't know Martin personally. You've met him. Great. A tour with them. Their first album had just come out when they were doing that tour. Mm-hmm. And it had Ronnie from Grave on drums. Mm-hmm. Who that guy was cool as fuck, man. He would, that is a professional right there. And he didn't have uh, all the tools that the professionals have, like a tour bus. That motherfucker was the driver. And he was the only guy that ever drove. At the, we had a van full of capable people driving, so he would play a show, he would play it well, he'd get some, get three hours of Z's, and then he would drive ten hours the next day, do it all over again, and it just didn't fuck around. And that, and that was uh, pretty much the demonical kind of, like, impression that it's I had. It's funny, so. great because the uh, vocals on this one uh, remind me a lot, very much so very reminiscent of the, of the first Grave album, <laughs> Into the Grave. I especially like the songs Towards Greater Gods and uh, Val Coleman uh, Undergang. I'm, I'm assuming that's Swedish. Uh, I thought those were the two best songs on there. I thought they were fucking great. So is this up there with the greats? Gotta say it like Tony the Tiger. Uh, up there with the greats. When I say that, to me, that's up there with, you know, Altars of Madness, Symphonies of Sickness, First Deicide, Tuna Mutilated. That, you know, Don't Break the Oath. That's the greats. When I say it's up there with that, no. When I say it's... uh. Pick it up. You're going to jam your fucking socks off death metal. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Martin. Well, no, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> he probably doesn't give a shit. He's probably not yeah. listening. But, no, uh, not me a lot, but what I, my, my uh, description of it, like I said, standard Swedish death metal, but I thought the songs are really strong. It sounds like um, Dismember, like an ever-flowing stream, uh, mixed with uh, Entombed Left Hand Path and with uh, uh, the first grade vocals. 
That's what it makes sense. So a tomb, tomb grave, yeah, yeah. summer grave. The three no, days. yeah. I think this is the fifth demonical. So there you oh, go. Oh, is it? Oh, I see. Like I said, it's, it's updated. I haven't heard all the. Like I said, I listened to my first came out. I was like, eh, you know, it's some new stuff, Mo. You know, cool, nothing wrong. But again, I, I never really listened to them since. New album came out. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put it on. And I was like, this is fucking great. This is better than I remember the. So I got to go back and listen to the others. Maybe they're equally as great. They're good. Um, no, I like I said, I didn't think they sucked. It was just maybe I'll listen to ten different Swedish death metal releases that week, and I'll Swedish death metal out for the week. Maybe yeah. that was it. I don't remember. Except, but I remember when they came Sleepy, out. I was like, you know, yeah, whatever. Well, because this one hit me real hard when I first listened. I'm like, fuck, this is great. And then I was listening to my car like for a week straight. That's why I actually pretty much know the album now. So oh, wow. I probably listened to like 10, 12 times. Well, there you go. I have not heard yeah, it yet. Great. So after hearing that, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to listen to it because I can literally pick it up right now. Yeah. But uh, this, the link for that you can get the LP and the CD. The CD is a digipack. This is a gatefold LP. It's really sweet. Those are available at Hell's Bangers now. Those links are right there in the description in the episode at hellcast.net. As well as Cyst, Rebrand Productions, that's available there too. Also, don't rem- don't forget to put Hellcast into the discount code when you're buying it on Hell's Bangers so you can save 20% on the Cyst. Unfortunately, couldn't do anything well, for the you Cist on the too, Especially the people that are into like, that's a crossover. See, bands like that, in my opinion, should be really popular because it hits both genres. You got the, the death metal crowd that's like, likes the brutal shit. Yeah, all yeah. the brutal guys, they like the autopsy, the death, the right, obituary. Right. And then you got the old school crowd. That's the only death metal they like. So it hits both crowds. So it's like, theoretically, bands like that should be very, very successful. I mean, look how look how successful Gruesome is. And that they fall in the same boat, same style of death metal. You know what right. I mean? And Gruesome blew up like over fucking night. I remember like they were already, like when I, first, when I finally heard about them, they were already popular. Like it kind of went over my head. I was like, Matt's doing another band? I was like, this is fucking, I was like, this sounds just like death. Yeah. So hopefully that shit's on a comeback because I think that style of music's great. And it's um just really straightforward. And there was a, there was like, there was a good time frame to where you weren't hearing that sound too well, much. And, yeah. And, and like I've, like I've been saying too, uh, well, not so much Demonical. And, and that's kind of what it does. It, it kind of offsets a lot of the bands that are kind of doing the 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 heaviest fuck mm-hmm. demonical approach, which is nothing wrong so they, with that. They we just got lost, a lot of those. They so lost, where, yeah, they lost you get touch the, of it. Yeah, you yeah, get the, the standard tuning, you know, more threat, like pestilence, uh, 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 fucking testimony of the ancients comes to mind. It's basically what I call it. It's either you could call it, categorize two things. You could categorize like as death thrash or what I could exactly. categorize. I just categorize exactly. her. I categorize it as its first generation. Cis, not yeah, demonical. Yes, I, I categorize it as first generation death metal. You know, like death, yeah. possessed, autopsy. Yeah. You know, I and no ask, one no. really kind of, yeah, it was kind of the gruesome, in, in, a, in a more popular light, because then on relapse, that yeah, but it shouldn't be the case. More to, if yeah. you're the metal, you should be searching that shit out. Don't be that fucking JoJo that just wants it thrown down your throat. Look, dig in a little more. Yeah. Be it these bands or more. So yeah. uh, it's in the right direction. I'll tell you who ain't listening to these bands. The Neighbor. The Neighbor. Dude, I want to get him out here on his top 10. But before that, Tony <laughs> said he wants to know, Justin, what is your gym regimen? Your arms look like you jack off elephants daily. <laughs> Don't jack off any elephants. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, no, it's funny you say it, man, dude. I don't even consider myself big, dude. I really don't. Maybe because you know I, I you know pay attention to guys that not not, not in a gay way, so don't, don't take it that way. I <laughs> paid it. I don't, well, but you know what I mean. Sometimes it comes off as people like, oh yeah. Um, it, you know, guys, it does sometimes catch me wrong. Like he's a good. He's he's got a great physique. Like. Oh yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I come up to me. It's normal now because I'll go to like you know as like you know everyone. Uh, well, you know you know like I go to Vegas and shit to the Mister Olympia and shit like that. And uh, so it's kind of terminology. So that's how you say. It. But put it to you this way: I don't think there's a couple guys like you know famous guys that were. I mean, uh, again, not bashing or nothing, but I'm just saying because there's that stereotype where like oh guys that are in a bodybuilding they're gay. 
I've met tons and tons of bodybuilders, like amateur and professional. I honestly don't think I've ever met a single gay one. I've known a couple, like uh, Chris Dickerson. He was a Mr. Olympia in the eighties. He was he's you know now you know uh, immediately gay. There is a couple, but I don't think I've ever met one. Just lift some weights. I don't really care. Yeah. You know? But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> so it comes out like that. Oh, like, okay. yeah. But people <laughs> look at it like that. It's just like, it's <laughs> a stereotype. No, it's a stereotype. Just like, for example, metalheads, a stereotype is they're, they're dumb or they're fucking losers. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some of that. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, there's a stereotype. Like, no, there's some there's some intelligent and good, you know. The, the, the bodybuilding and gay thing, though, really reminds me of you in an Always Sunny episode of the character Mac because he kind of thinks he's he he thinks he's more ripped than he obviously is mm-hmm. and uh so like there's an episode where he goes and, and he's like at like a weightlifting con- convention or, or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. where like he he brings the gang with him and he's like you know he like they're looking like they show up later and he like the, he, then he comes out like he's like geez where's you guys been you know i've been here for like for hours like you, you start greasing up any dudes yet like <laughs> go start greasing up some dudes and they're just they're all just kind of like uh no <laughs> so what is he one of those guys that thinks he looks better than he does the character does yeah okay that's the that's the funny part about it because like, it's he thinks he's all funny but he's too. not <laughs> no i know it's not saying cuz dude oh dude the reason why that's funny is i think you kind of got to touch when you dude there's so many guys you go to the gym dude that like literally think that like they think they like they think they look like and fucking. that's probably where he wrote that character to be like that that's because why like he you can tell he I mean he he as a person obviously embodies the same physique so you, you could tell he goes to the gym but he's not like anything impressive yes but yes the exactly. character always like he'll go like the character will go up to someone and like he'll talk to someone like I think it's in that episode he's like talking to someone like, like rip like on equal level and the guy just kind of look at him like dude what the like yeah. Kyle, and that's probably where the joke comes from yeah oh dude i see it all the time <laughs> or you get to, especially something young too you'll get guys that are walking around the gym like they're fucking mr olympia and they're either just fat <laughs> or they don't oh they do like it's like it's skinny it's, fat there's a skinny fat there's just flat fat fat hey and then there's guys where it's just like yeah you can tell i work out it's like but dude you're you have you're nothing impressive whatsoever yeah and i'm not saying that i am but i don't walk around like that either well it's, it, you know it, so Apparently you're doing something that that the jerking off an elephant. I, I that sounds like a hard task. Yeah, it does sound like a hard task. I mean, I mean, elephants an are elephant's fucking... bigger than a horse, and I've been in the presence of a horse. <laughs> seen that dog. Pre- pre- presence of jerking off a horse, or just the presence of a horse. <laughs> I've seen that jackass gag, so I guess. Oh, is that in there? I don't. I, I know you're talking about, but I never yeah, seen it. Do, yeah, oh, I left. Oh man, that was <laughs> that was the, the closest yeah, I got the to that. Which horse, that was the closest <laughs> I got to that. Which. uh um, it doesn't show anything, so it's not as the uh, as the clerks two scene. The donkey. Well, I guess the show is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the chick? I'm actually no, coming. She's coming. Where the hell? <laughs> that shit's hilarious, man. Yeah. Christopher, holy shit! You ch- you showed up at the right moment because talking I, about jacking off elephants. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony brought that up. No, Christopher, he brought up um, our next topic. like to know the process for a label to press an LP. As a fan, I've always wondered what does art cost? How is it acquired? How long does it take to get from production to delivery for an LP to be processed to the label slash distributor? And how does a band make money from a label? Well, it's just fuck. We could... We know. Um, so, honestly, uh, it's... 
it's changed. It's definitely changed the process of vinyl because obviously it's it's very very popular. But first and foremost, when it starts off, I I would say from an audio nerd perspective, and this kind of sort of ties in to a question that I don't remember who asked it, but uh, you'll you'll know when I tell you the example of asking about the Death Row reissues that just came out by Noise. Uh, the awesome band from Germany, um, Riders of Doom, fucking uh, uh, Raging Steel, and uh, I don't really like the th- I don't really know the third album, Deception Ignored. You like Death Row, right? It, the first two are it's didn't do it. it yeah, you know it was you know it's, it's scattered good. by the wind though. It's oh, good. Yeah. It, it was good background metal. I mean, I just they're one of the bands uh, that I've, I've used them as a quote in the hard times. Just like Exumer for me, they yeah. just I never um, never gave them much chance. Man, my buddy Mem just got <laughs> exuberant. Like, yeah, like, no, I, I, like, I tell, what does that mean? Awesome. I, I tell how it is. God damn it. I don't blow smoke up people's ass. I don't jerk them off. I certainly don't jack off the elephants either. <laughs> I just tell them how it is. Dude, so just, we only have the caricature of you, but like, that's going to be, dude, that'd be, a, that'd be the fun of big water, big dick, big dick or big water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, you got to have. So front, front of the show. Front, front of the shirt is Reaper. Is it says a big elephant getting jacked off? He's got a big wallet hanging out of his fucking pants pockets, like Mr. Burns can't get any more bills in there. Packed tight, so it's hanging out of his back ass cheek while he jerk off an elephant on the back. And has a phrase. Maybe it should be the front is kind of like you stand like this with a very thick pocket mm-hmm. that's just kind of like what are you packing? And then on the back, you're like big wallet, big dick, a big old <laughs> elephant, and like big wallet or a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything other than if you just follow the show, you'll remember this. So thanks for that, Tony. Yeah, but I, I, I think even I'm not like, watching Mr. But, Hands, Brendan. But, 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 but obviously, even outside people who don't watch the show, they'd probably be laughing like, what the fuck uh, is that that's, about? That's why I brought it up. I didn't uh, give a shit what it was about. It was pretty goddamn funny. It was a good that's line. That's what you tell them. So when you're, when you're in the Walmart checkout and some the the the, uh, the, for, the 40-year-old or whatever that's just trying to like make conversation, the guy at the DHL driver, you know, who is like, so what's, what's that all about, dude? It's fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, what more do you need to know? Yeah, so well, what we did need to know, so the process in a record, so the death row reissues could be victim to the first process of processing, starting to produce a record, put out a vinyl record. You want good audio. You don't want to just come from the studio and be like, yeah, we're ready to go. Because here's the thing, CDs, and especially now the digital world we live in, and now that vinyl is popular within it, we have lost some of the f- characteristics and the fundamentals to sound engineering in that vinyl is analog. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you're cool because your band recorded analog and you that's what as far as you got because it was real to real, bro. It doesn't mean that. It means that it's literally fucking sound. And so sound has a waveform. It travels up and down. And one of the things that if you're record this here is very technical, but this is something that happens. If you got a guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, he can get away with these things because digital and CDs are digital. It doesn't matter. But when a waveform is actually being engraved into an LP, that needle is going to have to ride it and read it. Something like this that does happen is going to happen in that that traveling sound just, uh, Justin's mic's right here. My mic is right here. You want to do a, what's called a three-to-one ratio. That means that his microphone, which is kind of sort of three feet away, and that means that that wave, as my voice hits this, my voice is also going to hit his microphone. 
and it's going to have a little bit of a echoed uh, effect. The echo effect is because I properly set up my microphones and it traveled. But if he had it, say, two feet away, now that's going to be traveling. And then rather than being up, hits it because it came from my mouth and went straight up into the thing. It's going to be down. It's going to now, ultimately, when you put those two microphones together, it's going to be canceling out my voice. And it's going to be a problem for your vinyl because now when you put your drums that are very well going to do that, your or your guitars, which can also do that, it's going to create a problem and your record is literally going to skip. And that happens. You might even own records that you're like, fuck, man, this record skips always in that part. I've looked at it time and time again. There's no scratches or anything. I, what the hell? I need to get a new record player. Chances are that record was not properly mastered or engineered because it actually would start as uh, that problem would have to go as far back as to the mixing. And that's a totally nerdy. What the fuck was he you just talking about? Usually the plan fit all, fit all, fix all that. They could, but sometimes if the problem is too ingrained, Say I dealt with a band where their drums, I could just hear it. I was like, dude, your drum is is falling into that problem because drums, there's like six mm-hmm. microphones picking it all up. So it's it's picking everything up, but all obviously a snare drums could be louder than when it's up here six feet away, but it's still gonna be picking that up. So it's very it's it's difficult. It's an art form. It, or, or just knowledge base. So I've heard it like you could just hear it's like you could do all you want to that kick. It's just like it's just always going to be weak. All you do, And when you simply fix it, sometimes it's just in this day and age, you could just take it and look at it and line it up. It's going to be it's going to be fucking hitting you in the face. But now it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a solid waveform. It's so you can't solve that when it's already mixed because everything's already put together. So if the problem is just the kick drum, then, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to just go back to the kick drum. So that's where I think it starts first and foremost is getting a proper master slash mix of an album. So that way, in this day and age, you have a reason to even be buying a record. What do we all hear on a record? We hear analog. That's what you love and create. It's not because it's so awesome. No, it's just because your ear likes to hear real sounds. Digital isn't technically a real sound. It's a fabricated sound that now that it, I'll put it, it's real, if that makes any sense. So there's that. Get your shit mastered for vinyl. Next... Let's get a cool cover. Well, if you're doing a reissue, you don't want to take a CD and then scan that artwork in and then expect that this, what, five and a half inch CD? No, five is going to fit on a 12, 12 and a quarter, really. Yeah, but I think he means more for the artwork. I think he means more like if you're doing a band, like how do you go about it? And that just depends on what artist you want to hire. Yeah. So that, but that, that art will be big enough if it's always a drawer. Right. I don't and think I've met artists that you're like, make sure I got bleed. Huh? <laughs> Dude, like what is bleed? Well, bleed is that printing's not perfect. It's going to slide around. Paper's going to slide on, around on a press. So you compensate for it. That way you don't notice it because you cut it off. So to tell an artist, hey, draw meaningless detail that's bigger than what I'm going to cut it down to it because it's going to get cut off anyway. And they go, huh? Don't hire that guy. 
<laughs> he's going to be costing you all, or he's just going to be giving you extra work. So there's that. Have a good artist and get a good guy that knows how to lay it out properly and would, you know, tell you that because you don't want to maybe memorize all this shit. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think the guy that's asking, if he's legitimately asking to do something, he's probably going to have to pay for everything anyways because if he if he doesn't know that any of this, he doesn't know the only. So he's got he's to buy art from whoever he wants artwork from. Yeah. And then, you know, hire a guy to lay it out, to tell him what he wants, give him all the materials. And then just submit it to the pressing plant. Yeah, well, that and he might be paying a lot of extra money though because that guy well, caused some errors. And so you know, and then you figure out your packaging. And you know, in this case, they decided they wanted it to be a gatefold. They wanted it to be all that stuff. Like honestly, I I think it it isn't really like getting too nitty gritty. Like this is what goes into a record. Like you have to. No, think it's about like all yeah, this basically shit. the other day, yeah, especially like you just brought the gatefolds and the inserts and the posters. It's um. I think he might be like, well, how do you know what to do? Or how to do, it? do whatever the hell you, you want. Know. Comes back down to how big's your wallet? Well, how that's much, too, how much money yeah. you want to spend? A gatefold, that's, more that's expensive. an expensive cover than just a pocket cover. Then yeah. just a fold-over cover. More money. Now insert, this gatefold has an insert. Now it's more money. And like yep. how you, okay, hey, it's on colored vinyl. Well, guess more what? Money. Colored vinyl is more expensive than black. Yep. Well, we want to do a picture disc. My band's got a really cool cover. Why don't you do a picture disc? It's funny. Because no one wants them and they're more money. Pictures and they sound like shit. It's funny. Pictures the most expensive. Yeah. And they they got loud surface noise. That's just how it works. So people don't want them because they don't want to spend a third or 20 dollars on a record that they're not going to listen to because it's just going to go on their yeah, wall. Yeah, but the general rule of thumb for picture discs is when you buy a picture disc is you're like, I love this album so much that I'm buying this because it looks cool and I'm not even going to listen to it. Yeah. That's what I do. Well, yeah, and not everyone could buy records that they just want to look at. So No, not but I mean, some of your favorites, you just think this looks so badass. For me, it's kind of like the, like the figurines and shit like that. You're not doing anything with it. It just looks badass. Oh, like, yeah. so, you know, it's, like, it's a fucking collection. Like, for example, if your favorite album is like Don't Break the Oath, why wouldn't you want a picture disc of that? Yeah. Well, I can see you can't do it for every fucking record, but like if you like really legitimately love that record, why, why wouldn't you want? That's just my opinion. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. You don't. I just don't. To me, that mogulogs my mind. Like, why you don't you don't want that? Like, right. Well, the next is getting people that want it, marketing it more into your cost. Getting it out there is the yeah. mar- choosing a marketer. Is this does this guy make false promises and then he doesn't even have a network of people? Mm-hmm. Does he get it out to that network? And honestly, marketing a record is just as uh, win some lose some interest based as selling a record. In that, do you like Sist or not? No. Okay, I don't want to review it then. As simple as that. I don't want to do an interview with them. I don't want. I don't want the record. That's how marketing works. So now you got a great marketer that, since you unfortunately just put a band that no one in that network wants to review or whatever, that's it. You know. But it's still gonna back. Cost I don't you. know if it's so much because I don't read the uh, online reviews and shit like that. But I remember back in the magazine days, like SOD and shit like that. Always what really irritated me is that I guess he only reviewed what he likes. Yeah. Because literally everything was a positive review. To do review, give honest reviews, man. Like describe what it is. Like right. literally, like if it's like mutilation from France, which is not my thing, tell people that and critique it. Like if you didn't like it, you didn't like for this. Ah, oh, it sounded like shit. Or the guitars. 
Like, review it. Like, don't just, everything's great. Heavy, fuck no, yeah. No, no, because... But that's not a review. Review is... Yeah, yeah you just, dude, review it honestly. Like... There's no integrity to the reviewer, no. then. Like, because then <laughs> all you're doing is selling people shit. And like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I would hope that you would want to pick up Sist or this or that. But I'm not like, the crap, shove it down there. Like, it's there for the taking. No, but like I, like, like, like I said, like I said, for example, like, I think it's obviously good we bring stuff that you're going to ask my opinion about is uh, the review is uh, stuff that I like. But if anybody was asking me anything about any album, whether we sell it or not, I'll give you my honest review. Like, if I don't like it, I'll tell you I don't like it. Even if we have a shop full of them out there, I'll tell you if I liked it or not. I'll be completely honest. I like that Demonical. I think it's a great album. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of that you don't. It's just, you know what I mean? They don't sit there. shit every day. It's all great. You know what I mean? It's all great. Yeah. You know, it's at least, like I said, I don't know if that's going on so much anymore, but I remember reading the magazines uh, as a teenager and shit. I always thought that was noise. Like, dude, what do you like? Everything? Yeah. So now that we figured out how much we're spending on marketing and all that good stuff, now it's next step. The plant just got back to you with a proof of your art that you now you got to look over and say, cool, it's ready to go. Print it, bro. The next thing you're going to send you is a test pressing. Yep. That you're going to jam out and make sure it sounds good. Maybe they put side A on side B. Yeah, make sure the sides are right. All that good stuff. Yep. Then when you approve that, how long are you waiting after that until those records are Arriving to your door. Should be another four weeks. Four weeks. After test pressings. After test pressings. Test, test, te- pressing. test pressings take four to eight weeks. Then after that, usually, I mean, uh, if the plant ain't dicking around and if there's no not too many cooks fucking around, which it happens. That happens. Uh it, the whole turnaround time from the day you lick the envelope to send in the uh the the, uh, the mastered audio, the files, and the obviously the big wallet. To prepay for it, uh, it should take about twelve weeks, no longer than twelve weeks. Yeah, you're paying for something that you didn't get yet. <laughs> yeah, so keep that in mind too. Yeah, if you're doing a record, um, yeah, you got to you got to front that dough in advance. Well, so tell, I, I think people might be curious to know what does it cost to even do a record if you did five hundred record. What is your estimated guess? On that, 500 this demonical it comes in gate full cover. There's five hundred of them coming to your door. Let's just say they're all color. How many? How much is that with a with an insert? All bells and whistles. Five hundred copies. You're the label. Thirty-five hundred to four thousand. Four thousand. Let's just say four thousand dollars. Now, that's how much the records cost you. I guess on the band. Your marketer, he he wanted five hundred dollars probably, if he's a good one, or maybe he's just doing you a favor and he's less. And then now, yeah, your band needed to get paid, or in this in the underground, usually they just get copies. So now you got to roll out what that is. (laughs) So probably uh, five grand. Yeah. When it's all said and done to do the demonical one. So next time you're a double LP or something even more expensive. Yeah. So next time you get a reissue, why did they do this and they do that? Well, they might not have been able to afford it. And they went, well, they went kind of like Justin said, death row. I don't know. They're not really worth it. You know, like they're yeah. going to kind of just get a pocket cover with an LP and yeah, you obviously, you know, y'all want to do this because, you know, love the metal and all that. And that's all great. And I, and I agree with that. But there's a point too, where you don't want to be on the street fucking, you know, lose your ass because you're fronting all this money. Well then, it's, yeah. So then now four months later, five grants spent, it's held up. Yeah. Now your records arrive on a skid. Get do you have a, a loading dock? 
Well, good luck then, because it sounds like the old days of hells. The fucking semi pulls up to your residential street. We got alone in my hand. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, but he stays in the street. <laughs> well, that's that was a fucking idiot. It happens. No, it does. It does. But I'm it just doesn't saying. Just, it's not just the male lady like we were describing. It's a yeah. fucking semi truck. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. a skid of I records. Forgot, I forgot about that shit. Driving up. And if you don't have a warehouse like hells didn't have for what? Nine years yeah, something like of that. an existence? Something like that, yeah. Loaded off of a truck. Well, how many boxes are we talking about? Well, about 35 of these demonicles would fit in one of these boxes right here. And so nice. if there's 500 of them, yeah, it's about 15, do the math. About 15 boxes. About 15 boxes. 15 big ones, so I hope you got the big muscles, too. Maybe you decided, hey, I had multiple releases, so I'm going to have them ship them all together to save money. Well, now you're really uh, going to be... Now you really got some tax to jerk- See, he ain't jerking off no elephants. He's, he's lifting some LP heavy boxes. metal right there. Yeah. That's what's going on. That's right. So there he goes. So yeah, he's, he's coming. Oh! And then wait, oh shit, there's a 50 hour car coming. Let's, Hold on. Yep. I almost lost my Exune LPs God. and my head. God. Yeah, demonical. Fuck. Yeah, fucking demonical's heavy. So, and and then, you know, now, store it, because not all 500 are being sold. And distribute it. What does that mean? Well, it means, in the underground, it means you're probably trading. So you're getting demonical, giving demonical LPs to get something not, else that and you gotta cyst, pay, and you got to pay that shipping cost to trade yeah, it to get it, it to them. That, that now cyst comes in here, and then you Reaper goes on air and says, "Hey, pick up cyst," and two people do it. Great, I move two. Yeah, so <laughs> you know like what I mean, a, now I got sounds, eighteen left. Yeah, I know it sounds like it's all, all hunky dory and easy, but it's a hard business. I mean, it is, and that's yep. a, yeah. Like I said, when you're fronting, you know, five grand for Demonicle, and then it comes in, and ten people want to buy it, you want to talk about a kick in the nads. Yeah, that's a kick. And then now we got the age of Amazon. I've heard a lot of people bitch about it. Like, well, cool. So Amazon, they're gonna take Demonicle LPs. Fuck yeah, we're gonna be rolling in the dough. How many is Amazon taking? Let's get that out. Fuck. We'll take five. Yeah, let's get twenty out to them. Great. And then you, then people start emailing, fuck, dude, I bought that Demonicles LP from Amazon, and it had Dean Corners, and those assholes didn't do shit about it. Or worse, Amazon, their customer service is, no ask, don't ask questions. You got a damaged one, we'll send a new one. They send the new one out, you send the, the damaged one back. Hey, Hell's Headbangers, here, here's your payment for the three we sold. Here's the 17 damaged ones back on yeah. your fucking dime. We'll, de- we'll deduct the shipping cost for sending those back Fun out of times. your payout. Welcome to the record industry. <laughs> How's that death row reissue sounding? He's I hope like, pretty fucking good because like, I haven't like, heard like, it fuck, yet. Man, my pressman job sounds pretty good right about now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about minimum press quantity? Yeah, Omar, that that that's great. That's a great thing because yes, Demonical, do we just really believe in our record? Like, let's do five hundred copies. It's five grand, dudes. We're gonna have to cut it back. Okay, let's do four hundred. Okay, well, I was thinking 100. Unfortunately, though, we can't do it, or we got to get covers pressed here because the plant that will do 500 won't do anything less than 500. So the place that does do 100, they will only do the records. So then now we got to hire someone else to print the covers, but they don't also print inserts, so we got to get a second company to print the inserts. And then when we get them... Yes, me and J-Dog are going to spend Saturday assembling the records by hand. And don't forget these bags. Got to buy those, too. Those they ain't come in there, and those, they're not free. Those ain't free, brah. Well, well, they're only like 10 cents a piece. Yeah, I need a 1,000 of them. 
That's a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, hundred bucks. Five thousand one hundred dollars now. Yep. yep. Well, oh, and then I got my my got my dust cover, and it was a split seam, and I really like my dust covers to be perfect. I guess I don't want to ask any more questions. I'll send you a new one. Well, that's going to cost you at least $3 to send that first-class mail to their door because it's got to go in a thing because you wouldn't want to hear that guy saying, hey, you got it folded now, would you, if you cared that much? So, yeah, that's what goes into pressing a record. Any other questions? <laughs> this guy's like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I'm never going to talk shit about that death row reissue ever again. <laughs> I haven't heard it, though. Like, that would just go back to the sound. But then again, maybe you got a shitty plant, like, Fuck yeah, we're going to save so much money by hiring this plant. Can't wait. Let's send them all those death row LPs. Cool. Test pressings come in. Put on fucking Rage and Steel. Wow. This sounds like shit. <laughs> well, that's what we got. Because wouldn't you agree? Because the test pressing stage is kind of like a dangle in your face because they make it sound like, you know, well, because if you catch any problems, you know, there's no cost to you. We can there fix is, it. There's like, a cost. No, there's, there's, you're still paying for there's it. There's a cost. There's time, and it's a major pain in the ass. And then, you know, dude, that happened to a Crucify Mortals LP. Mm-hmm. I the, I didn't approve the test press. I heard something weird, like this in the sound. I had to go back to the engineer that mixed it, mixed it, have him remix it, then the master, and then the guy that cut the fucking stamper that goes to the record, stamp it. Pay double the price because you pay for fucking test pressings. And some bands are like, well, I'm going to get 30 of them made. Great. You're paying even more than a fucking regular copy of a record for that. And then now you got 30 fucked up ones or then now you're going to get 30 more. So and then you get it. They didn't even nothing was different about it. And then I ultimately was, just, you know, that the, the five years of writing that album. Fuck yeah, it's coming out of vinyl. Just get it. Head down. <laughs> I hear that because it's, it's 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 like something in the symbols, like the drums. I can hear it in, in one section. They just get funky because that vinyl that everyone thinks sounds so much better wasn't better. <laughs> it was fucking touchy as shit. So there you go. So that is the art of vinyl, but it sounds great on this demonical, and you don't have to worry about it on this cyst. There has been my tangent about records. Hope you learned something. That I, I think that's kind of cool. I'd like to know that if I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So, uh, Sure. Yeah, so <laughs> Hellcast.net, go there, sign up for the mailing list, uh, pick up a Sys CD, and when you do, type in Hellcast into the discount field. It'll save you 20%. It's already cheap, so it'll be even cheaper. Demonical will be there, but you won't be able to get a discount on that. Sorry, but there's CDs, digipacks, and LPs, and the links to both of these, as well as those instructions that I just told you, are right here in the description in this episode at Hellcast.net. Make sure you subscribe to that mailing list because it'll always remind you of that stuff. And tell about cool new bands as we talk about more cool new bands and inform you of new episodes. I am Reaper. We'll talk to you next time.